On today's episode, we are doing something new that we've never done before, and that is a live recording of a three-month follow-up call that I did with one of my real, actual clients. The reason that this happened is we were doing her follow-up call, which I hadn't seen her in three months. We had created a health plan for her to follow, and then we gave her time to follow that plan and let her body heal. And then we have a three-month follow-up where we say, how's everything? We actually, I have um, my clients refill out uh, a health intake form that we did where there's all these different numbers where you scale, you rate things, how intense they are, how bad they are. And we just see where's improvement, where is there still room for improvement? What is their body saying? And we make fine tuning tweaks to, to their protocol with this client, it was so exciting. It was just so amazing. When I jumped on the call with her, I mean, her face looked different. Her smile looked different. Her energy was totally different. And I pretty early on in the call said, would you be open to us recording this and sharing it on the podcast? Um, She was so kind to to say yes. She said she loves the podcast. She really supports it um, and wanted to be able to share some of her story and her results with you all here on the podcast. So as a as a recap, um, as you're listening to this client and her story, um, some of the big things that she walked in with were the, her top three things that she wanted gone from her life were upper abdominal pain, joint pain, and fatigue. She did have a slew of other symptoms, which you'll actually hear us talking about, which we ended up rating on a scale of zero to five intensity. And you'll hear she had so many things improve. It is an incredible episode. And it's just so incredible to be able to share this all with you. Um, We did, if you are curious, we did three foundational tests with her, which is our GI map test, which looks, takes, it's a stool test and looks at gut pathogens uh, in the body. We did a hormone test and we did a really deep food sensitivity test called a Zoomer. My client Desi is not done with her healing protocol yet, but this is about halfway through a process of the typical amount of times we spend with our clients. In this episode, you're going to hear us talk about what it looks like when your body detoxes, fluctuations in your sleep quality or your tiredness or your um, period as you are going through healing. And I will also let you guys know this was impromptu, so the sound quality isn't as good as it normally is. And upon re-listening to this call, I also realized I am significantly less perky than I am normally on the podcast because I'm working. I'm I'm really thinking about this client and her case, and, and I'm actually looking at documents, which you guys can't see. Um, so if I, if I seem a little bit more clinical or a little bit uh, less perky and fun. It's just because I'm thinking. So I really hope that you guys find some great insight into what it's like to work with our clinic, the results that many of our clients get with us, and also pick up some tidbits on health that we talk about along the way. Are you guys ready? I am so excited to bring you today's episode. 
Welcome to the Better Belly Podcast, where we find freedom from food restrictions, we increase energy in our lives, and we begin to feel more healthy and vibrant than ever by finding the root causes of our health problems. My name is Allison Jordan. I'm a marathon runner, functional medicine, health coach, certified craniosacral therapist, gut health nerd, lover of Jesus, and owner of Better Belly Therapies, a clinic based in Ann Arbor, Michigan, that works with both virtual and local clients to help them achieve the best health of their life. I am here to walk with you on your journey to a better belly and a better life. We're going to go beyond popping a probiotic and just checking out our poop. In this show, we are going to go deep into gut transformation strategies that last for your entire life. If you are ready to feel your best, get ready to roll. You are in the right place. And just as a reminder, this information is not meant to diagnose, manage, or treat disease. Always consult with your own health practitioner before you make any changes to your health. Desi, just to review what we were just saying, um, you started off giving us three, your top three symptoms, which were upper abdominal pain, fatigue, and joint pain. And your biggest one was that upper abdominal pain started off at a 10. You've done a lot of work um, to try and deal with it. Um, and now it's at a three. And you said it that at how quickly did you say you started feeling better? Within, within a week, I felt immensely better. But then within two weeks, I noticed, I mean, my life, my life literally changed. I felt so much better and I couldn't believe that it happened that quickly, to be honest. That's what, and that's what all of our clients say. And, and we're never quite sure, like, I can't, I'm not a fortune. I don't try to do fortune telling. Um, what I can do is say consistently see results in about blank, blank time. But I mean, you went from a 10 to a three, which is a 70% improvement yes. in about one to two weeks. And you've maintained it for about three months, mm-hmm. um, which I still, I, to me says there's some room for improvement but I do want to kind of ask you, you know, for that three, what does that three mean to you? Where are you noticing? What's the pain like? When's it happening? Can you tell me more? So I did, um, based on your recommendation, I did the autoimmune protocol. And um, so the past two weeks have not been as great for me as the prior, I guess, six, eight weeks or so have been. And that's only because I started reintroducing some foods um, because I kind of wanted to test, test the waters and see, you know, how, how I would react to some foods that I had cut out of my diet. And so that I think right away, I noticed that um, some of the foods that I was eating were not agreeing with me. So I actually have cut those foods out of my diet again, but I'm still having having some lingering effects. Um, like um, I got joint pain in my hands and I, I have had this terrible rash on my hands, actually the back of my hands that um, is pretty persistent. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's, that's really the only thing, as long as I stick to um, the auto, autoimmune protocol um, or, you know, mostly paleo. Okay. Then, then things seem to be going really well. All right. And can you tell me what do you, do you remember a specific food or specific foods that 
or what were the ones that you put back in and then cut back out? Tell me that. So, um, let's see, tomatoes. So I tried tomatoes um, and I actually tried those three times, three separate times. Um, and only on the, the third time that I tried them did they seem to agree with me, although I'm still questioning that a little bit. Um, <laughs> um, I did try some rice, some brown rice. Um, and I don't think that that agreed with me, which now I know from the Zoomer why. Yeah, we did a, we did a um, really these amazing deep food sensitivities tests called Zoomers, just like the most cute name um, ever. No, I love it. <laughs> yeah. And we found out that you have some cross reactivity with rice. Um, so uh, that's actually interesting. Now I, I feel confirmed um, about that. Okay. So Brian, brown rice didn't work and your test agrees. <laughs> yep. And um, dairy. I tried a little bit of, um, what did I have? Some cream inadvertently. Oh, <laughs> I, yeah. My daughter wanted to have a little glass of cream and I just happened to have some. Um, so I gave her like a little glass of it and I got some on my finger and I licked my finger and um, I kid you not, uh, it was almost immediate. My stomach just started hurting and I was like, oh, what did I, what did I eat? And then I, cause I didn't even think about it when I licked my finger, just yeah. it's like one of those things. And dairy came up pretty hot for you too on your Zoomer test. We tested wheat, dairy, um, uh, I, I should remember this, wheat, dairy, corn, corn <laughs> and grains. Yes. So, um. <laughs> That what's interesting, and, and you haven't you haven't reached three months, quite three months yet, right. um, but you're close to three months um, healing protocol. And what I find is that as you're going through this healing protocol, and, and tomatoes is the one thing where it's like, okay, is there is there anything going on else going on? As you as you heard from the expert who I met with um, about your zoomers, lectins mm -hmm. are something that be. If, if you're still not getting the results you want, lectins are in tomatoes. I mean, lectins are in, in everything, but um, tomatoes, the, both the seeds and the skin of a tomato have a lot of lectins in them. So, but the other thing before we jump on to like blaming a food, we, okay, we know brown rice and dairy, we're just gonna, those are gonna be a no-go. But the other thing that we wanna think about is, do we wanna just give your body more time to heal? Absolutely. So three months is typically not where I start to see that um, the body really stabilizing and that because we also want to consider leaky gut, like three months isn't enough time for leaky gut to heal typically. And everybody's got a different amount of leaky gut, um, basically a different amount of irritation and destruction that needs to heal. So it's like the difference between a fractured bone and like a completely broken off bone. Okay. So um, uh, just to encourage you that even though I'd say the dairy and the brown rice events were maybe will never stop happening. The good news is, is potentially things like tomatoes or other foods that you might reintroduce. There's still opportunity for healing from what I see with my clients. Okay. That's good to hear. Yeah. Um, all right. And that totally makes sense to me. Yeah. And we'll, we'll, to get to this point. So <laughs> yeah, 
you're right. It doesn't happen overnight. You don't, your body doesn't wake up and say, let's have symptoms. But then the question is usually, well, where are they coming from? And for you, that was a mystery initially, but we did some good testing and there was a little bit less mystery going on. Um, all right. And so we'll definitely come back to talking about that rash on the back of your hands because that that's cueing something on my mind. I have it written down. So I want to let you know, we'll come back to it. Um, and and then joint pain, joint pain still there or did that at least disappear? No, it has significantly diminished, um, but I do still have joint pain. Yeah, I, you, you initially wrote that joint pain was about a six out of 10. Uh, now it's a four out of 10. So not quite 50% improvement, um, but tell me, what do you, when do you notice your joint pain? Tell me more about that. Um, Mostly, and this has always been the case for me, it's mostly in my, my hands and in my knees. And um, so when I, whenever I'm going like up and down stairs or if I'm like bending down to pick something up um, and in the mornings is when it tends to be the worst, of course, after being, you know, asleep all night. And Do you, does your spine feel stiff at all in the mornings? Oh yes, definitely especially my, like my upper spine. Okay. That's interesting. That's making me think, um, we're going to, I'm going to look through some of your other symptoms, but you might have, and we're going to talk about some other stuff and look through what we found in your sheet. But one of the interesting thing about pathogens when we deal with them, um, is that Sometimes when we initially do one test, like we did a stool test with you and we find stuff, what happens is you deal with it and then you actually, you dissolve layers. Literally there's layers. So um, have you ever heard of a biofilm? I have, yes. Yeah. So biofilm, um, the simplest form of biofilm is like plaque on your teeth, okay. um, like thick stuff. And basically the plaque on your teeth builds up when you do what? Uh, do you, are you familiar? When you don't brush your teeth and you take your teeth. teeth. Yeah. You know, build up really quickly if you eat sugar. Oh, uh, sure, right. Like sugar and carbs, like a lot of potato chips or a lot of Skittles or something. You'll feel that that stuff just like, and that's the bacteria multiplying so quickly that they just build up. And that that that's called a biofilm. It's it's a protective layer that bacteria create to protect themselves from like your your tongue can't get rid of it. You have to like literally chip away at it with a toothbrush. Well, that biofilm can also develop in your in your gut. Okay. And it's their little like kingdom wall that says like I don't care what you throw at me, I'm not going to break down. Now we have been throwing at um, with the supplements we've been taking very good, healthy things to help break that biofilm down. But if the biofilm is deep or like old, then you're, what's going to happen is while you start to feel better, you're actually going to unearth more things because you're start, you're going to, they're start going to be exposed to the air more or less. You're breaking down their wall, but now you have to get rid of them. So there's a chance that we could retest a stool test or do something called an organic acids test. And we'll find something new. And that's not to discourage you like, oh, we didn't find it the first time, but rather to say, oh, that's going on. You having this ongoing joint pain, especially that spine stiffness and it being worse in the morning correlates commonly with the fact that pathogens, many pathogens, I'm especially thinking something like candida is, mm. that's just my intuition and things I see commonly, um, tends to be most active at night. 
And then you get all these toxins dumped into your body at night. Um, and then you wake up and you have all that extra stiffness. Okay. So, um, it's not cause you're not stretching enough. Although I, I know sometimes stretching can make the, it feel a little better. So it's not mm-hmm. that stretching is bad for you. Um, but like I experienced that when I was really sick and a lot of my clients experience that. And when it's that, that, especially that uniqueness of it being worse in morning really yeah. makes me think it's something happening at night, okay. which could have to be with other things. But the first thing I always think about is pathogens. Okay. Okay. So, um, based off of that, um, we, I, I would say maybe wait a few more weeks till you finish your, your initial pathogen protocol mm-hmm. and then see if, if that joy pain really doesn't diminish, we would do another test. Okay. So I'm going to write that in my notes. Okay. And we'll, t- and we can talk later about what we would test with. You can either do the same test we did, which could be warranted, um, for you, or we could do a, a different test that we'll look at some, a couple things we haven't looked at yet. And a couple things we have, it'll, it'll, there'll be a little bit of overlap. That's called an organic acid test, what we might do. Okay. Okay. And then the last thing that I see here is your fatigue. Your fatigue started at a five out of 10. Actually, do you have any questions on the other, on the joint pain or anything? Okay. Um, Last thing is your fatigue. You started with a five out of 10, 10 being the worst, and now it's a two. So that's also another, you know, 50, uh, more than 50% improvement. Tell me about your fatigue. When are you noticing it? What's it like? When's it worse? So honestly, I, that has been the biggest improvement, um, of all, um, besides maybe the abdominal pain They're they're pretty much neck and neck, but, um, so I feel like I'm finally getting decent sleep. Um, I have a, a, a fitness tracker and before I started our protocol, I was getting maybe five hours a night of like somewhat um, crappy sleep. <laughs> um, and now I am consistently getting seven to eight hours of like uh, awesome sleep. It, it's pretty impressive. Um, I just like, I feel like I can go to sleep and I sleep through the entire night, which I don't remember the last time I've been able to do that. Um, and I wake up feeling ready to get up and I feel refreshed and I do not really feel, um, fatigued until like the end of the day, which, you know, would seem to me to be pretty normal. Um, just going through the, um, normal actions of life and, and everything. And so, yeah, (laughs) exactly, exactly. So Um, what time of day, when you say it's, it's at night that you're noticing this, what time of day are you seeing it? I would say it's around like seven o'clock at night. And does it feel like you hit a wall or do you just like, oh yeah, I'm slowing down a bit. Um, sometimes I hit a wall and sometimes it's more just feeling like I'm, I'm slowing down and now I'm really ready to go to sleep. But I do, I would say that more often than not, um, I'm pretty exhausted at least by nine o'clock. Okay. I'm so, okay. With nine, seven okay. feels a little early to me, but tell me first, tell me what time are you waking up? Um, six o'clock. So, um, I mean, you are going through a healing, you're going through a healing stage right now. So I do find that sometimes my clients will say they feel sleepier, (laughs) especially the first 
one to three months working with me and doing the protocol because their body's like, I can actually sleep now. And so right. your attuneness to sleepiness is a little bit more sensitive, but the good news is then you're actually sleeping and resting. So it's kind of like when you're sick and you get the flu, you just sleep more and you don't, you don't, you know, feel bad about it. So 7 p.m. feels a little early. You know, if, if you're sleeping from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m., that's about eight hours of sleep. That's a, that's an average amount for a healthy adult. You know, sometimes going through a healing protocol, nine hours of sleep might be warranted. Um, so it's a, there's a chance that maybe some days your, um, your body's just like, Hey, we're healing extra today. That's an option. But the other thing is, is that like that wall feeling and that if it's happening consistently at 7 PM, just shows like healing opportunities. Like, I think that could be improved for you. And that might happen giving your body just enough time, but it also might happen from doing a couple fine tuning things that we can do together. Okay. Um, so do you know, I guess one more question. Do you know how many days you, you are hitting that 7 PM wall is like once a week on maybe an average? It's probably more like four or five times a week. Okay. You, you hit a wall <laughs> four to five times a week at 7 PM. Yeah. All right. That, yeah, that says, that says healing opportunity to me. So not that you're doing anything wrong, just like, um, what can we, what can we learn from that? What's your body telling us? Okay. And the good news is, is you don't have to live with it. Like, right. Yay. <laughs> yay. <laughs> so, um, awesome. We'll get, we can get that to even lower. All right. All right. Let me look at the Excel sheet you filled out. You've, you've okay. filled out some new, this is interesting. You say, um, I'm just going to point out some improvement areas of improvement where I'm seeing, uh, you, don't bruise as easily. Yes. And that, that, is, that is interesting. Tell me more. I mean, I have bruised easily for as long as I can remember. Um, and yeah, I don't notice as many, I mean, like my legs, sometimes the front of my shins and thighs, I would go to a doctor sometimes and they'd be like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, are you, are you playing rugby or soccer? Or what, what are you doing? And, and I would say, no, nothing like that. I, I actually don't have any idea where I get these bruises. Um, and I am not noticing those types of bruises, um, like I have before. It's, it's great. Yeah. Okay. Um, looks like your headaches are down. Yes, well. absolutely. You went from a three to a one that's on a scale of zero to five. So smaller scale. Yeah. Um, indigestion when stressed or tense that's gone down which is probably big so that you can be everyone's going to be stressed and te tense we don't want indigestion on top of it right exactly that's improved for you 50 percent from a four to a two um interesting um and we can cut this out if we need to uh menstrual irregularities and problems that's actually increased you went from a three to a four can you tell me more mm -hmm. so um i and i guess i should tell you i am being um my my doctor thinks i might have endometriosis okay which my mom had um but anyway i so this might relate to this whole menstrual cycle thing but um i went from having very short cycles, like 24 days short for me. I have throughout my whole life, 
I've always been like clockwork, 28 days, 28 days. And just recently within the past six months or so, I've gone down to like 24 days, 23 days. And then I just went down to 19 days. Um, And then my cycles themselves, my periods are like one one day um, with like barely anything. And then the next time that I had my period, then it was like 35 days in between. So that, I mean, it's just completely wonky and not at all what I've ever experienced. Okay. Um, That's interesting. It really, I'm not a hundred percent surprised. We're stirring things up for you. And endometriosis for actually just like many autoimmune disorders, um, it flares up when, whenever anything else in the body is flaring up. So whether that's, you're eating a food that, that flares up your body, or there's a pathogen present, what we've been doing is we've been detoxing your body. We've been helping your liver decongest. We've been helping push out pathogens in your body. We've been building your immune system again. And that is a lot of change. And that can sometimes flare up a condition that's present. Um, so like I have clients who have interstitial cystitis. I don't know if you know what that is, yeah. um, but sometimes we just have to be gentler with our protocol. Cause literally healing is just that, like that healing's actually hard. <laughs> healing's like, it, that makes it sense. creates a lot of chaos internally yeah. because you're starting to dump all these bad things. Um, so I guess I'm not super, the question is three months again is even though it can feel like a long time or, and it can feel like you're being consistent with your supplements and you're having to have the specific diet and stuff, three months for the body is still not enough time for me to say your body's created a new norm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and hearing this fluctuation sounds like your body's probably coming in and out, um, of like how much progesterone it has, how much estrogen it has. And those are gonna, I would still wait till about six months, nine months of us working together um, to start to say, are we seeing a new norm? Okay. That makes sense actually. Yeah. So, but I'm glad that I love this sheet. <laughs> I love this Excel sheet. It's just like a cheat sheet, you know, um, what's getting worse, what's getting better. Nausea is down, which is great. Cause I think that was related to what we found on your lab tests. Yes, I do too. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Your nausea was at a four out of five. I mean, that's, that's miserable, which is part of yeah. your abdominal pain. Um, right. And it's down to a one. So that's good. So great not to have that. Oh, that one. Tell me, tell me about it. Is it, when's it happening? What's going on? Um, it's just once like every, gosh, not even once a week. It's just, and it's, um, I don't know if I can connect it to any one thing in particular. Um, but it just kind of crops up for a very short period of time. Um, and then it'll just disappear. So I don't know if, if it's kind of like what you've been talking about. My body's still kind of adjusting and interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Um, short period of time, like a few minutes. Uh, yeah. And during the daytime, typically nighttime or both just during the daytime. Okay. I'm okay with that. Okay. Like you might be nausea prone as in there's other things in the body that can create nausea, like an elevation in histamine can create Mm -hmm. nausea. So if you go through this like little like blip where Mm -hmm. your body's going through some process um, that you're unaware of because you're taking care of the kids or something, you know, like you're you're methylating something and there's a little like, uh, you might get nausea and then your body, but the good news is your body's clearing it out because it goes away. 
Yes. So, okay. um, it, it, histamines is the first thing that comes to mind for this. If, if it were something, other things that cause nausea, like H. pylori, if that's causing nausea, it hangs out. It does not go away. Yes, and I can, I can recall that, so. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. All right, um, let me see what else I'm finding. Night sweats are down, that's good. Yeah. Um, and again, we were, one thing that we talked about was night sweats actually can be related to your liver because your mm -hmm. liver can activate at night if it's not getting all its jobs done during the day. And because it's such a big organ and has so much blood in it, it'll just like, it'll be super, it'll heat you up a ton. Yes. So um, uh, your energy to exercise is improved. Mm -hmm. Ah, the often awake between two to 3 a.m. is gone. You went from yes. a three to a zero. Yes. Which correlates That's with awesome. what you said about the sleep. Yes, it's great. Okay. Your skin's less oily. Do you mm -hmm. like that? Is that good? It's not too dry? Yes. No, no. My skin has always been super oily and it's much, much less oily. It's great. Okay. Looking through some stuff. You feel like, so, it looks like some of your focus is, is better. Like, yes. Some improvement. You're, you rate it absent-minded uh, from a three out of five is now to a two. Mm -hmm. You know, can't think clearly went from a three to a two. So some like slight improvements, like uh, room for improvement, but like a, sh a shift, a notable yeah. shift in all these numbers. Definitely. Which it looks like you know, some of these, and, and I want to point out and, and affirm to you, if you've been sensing this, or maybe you haven't fully processed it, the fact that some of these things like that, that we have you mark, like one of them is decreased tolerance of others. Um, and then you rate it, your, your number changed. It, it improved. It went from a three out of five to a one out of five. And that's sometimes a lot of times that's not because you're a better person or you were a bad person before, right. but of all these pressures going on in the body where things are not, you, you don't feel good or your, our, our neurotransmitters can be very affected by other things going on in the body. Yeah. So I want to, I want to, I want to celebrate that with you. <laughs> Thank um, you. <laughs> at first off, maybe even taking time to journal or something about if, if you've ever dealt with stuff like, why am I such a bad mom? Or like, what's going on here? And, and if you feel like you've improved in those realms over the past few weeks, going back and, and, and um, we haven't delved into this and I don't know if, if this would make sense, but if, if I say this and if this does make sense, going back and journaling and forgiving yourself and saying like, I forgive myself for being short tempered. I forgive myself for, for being upset when it didn't make sense, why I would be upset and things like that, because because sickness really can do that to us. Um, I'm actually getting emotional because- No, you're giving me goosebumps because it's <laughs> true. I mean, it's like, uh, yeah, I did, when I did that yesterday um, and I was thinking about that, I was like, wow, yeah, I really do feel like I can tolerate people better. And um, so, yeah, it, it, it is, like you said, something to be celebrated because I felt, I did feel like, gosh, I'm a terrible person. I don't want to be around anybody, you know? Um, but, but you're right. Sickness can affect you in, in ways that you don't even realize. Yes. And it's subtle. And sometimes we can own it and say, well, this must be me. Right. It's my thought I'm having. And, and the truth is, is, is that is, that's not fair. Um, our sickness is not who, what, who we are, whether that's a broken leg or a cancer or something. And, so, but these subtle things that, that 
that we're working, you and I are working on and that I work on with a lot of my clients, it's this nausea and like things that can get dismissed by doctors. And then you think it's all in your head Yes. and you think you don't have a lot of, I don't know, you, you should just have more willpower or something. Right. Yeah. And then we actually deal with it and it, you needed almost zero willpower, willpower. Would you say that? Right. <laughs> You're just like, magic. <laughs> totally agree. <laughs> All right, I want to make sure, see if I see anything else. And that was in our neural tissue section. All of that, most, pretty much all of those, you've had, you know, one or two or three improvement, numbers of improvement. Yeah, got some persistent musculoskeletal pain. We're going we're gonna to talk about that more, our next steps for you. Okay. And then cravings for sweets is down a little. Was that surprising? Um, no, because um, I, I definitely noticed a difference. I mean, it, it went from like every night after dinner, I wanted something sweet. And yeah. now I don't even think about it half the time. You know, I do occasionally think, oh, you know, I would love to have some ice cream or something. But then I usually have um, some like bedtime tea. Um, and that, I mean, my cravings go away. It's not like I, I fixate on that idea of having something sweet, which is what I used to do. Right. And I don't remember actually if we delved into this a lot um, when we were doing our consultation, but bacteria can actually talk to us through our neuroendocrine system. Yes. And so they can send out chemicals that then our, our, our small intestine picks up on, and then it'll send those signals as an electrical signal to our brain. And it'll say, I'm hungry, feed me, blah like very specific signals. And so bacteria can actually, yeast like candida, they can affect our cravings, especially uh, sugar. Candida is particularly mean on that. Okay, darn candida. Yeah, so that's the second time. I, I'm surprised it's not any lower. You rated it a two out of five and it was, was a three out of five. So I'm starting to be more suspicious of a little bit of candida going on. Which I've, I've had that before, so I can... Did I ever have you do a baking soda test? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Here's the thing. We're going to see improvement because you're getting rid of, I believe um, you had H. pylori, correct? Uh -huh. <laughs> My notes are, aren't in front of me, right? So you have low stomach acid once you're done with H. pylori and you finished your Matula tea, correct? I did, yes. Yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to have you um, do another baking soda test. Okay. We're going to have you do that as your homework. I see you writing down. Awesome. Yes. And then once you do your baking soda test, um, we're going to, you know, you where I'm expecting it'll still be low acid stomach acid, okay. but now we can start supplementing with a specific supplement so that you can start augmenting your stomach acid. And that's okay. going to help you take care of excess bacterial growth in your small intestine. Okay. So like, um, candida because your stomach acid actually helps regulate overgrowth. Ah, okay. Um, it also helps you, you know, break down food, which is important. So important. breaking down food also is going to help your neurotransmitters because you'll start to get protein that you need and amino acids. It's going to help with your fatigue because you're going to get some of the basic nutrients you need. Like you, without a stomach, high enough stomach acid levels, you can't absorb calcium. You can't yeah. absorb B12, really important nutrients. So we couldn't even deal with that stomach acid problem until H. pylori was gone which is why this process is about six months. <laughs> Makes total sense. So, but it's amazing because you already feel good and we're actually going to make you feel even better. 
Great. Awesome. I'm very, very, very excited. Me too. Ah! <laughs> okay. So, cause I think that cravings for sweets is going to go down a lot. You also have um, just other things to celebrate anger that is relieved and irritability that's relieved by eating is now only at a one out of five. It used to be a four out of five for you. Yes. Huge. Um, and feeling faint. This is big. You were at yeah. a three out of five and then now it's a one out of five. So, and that's obnoxious when you're just going about your life and you just feel faint. Yes. Yes. I would just see stars like all the time. So, and you even have shakiness and nervousness relief by eating also yeah. down. And yeah. that correlates again with the fact that when you have overgrowth, whether that's H. pylori or candida or whatever is in there in the gut, they're stealing nutrients from you. And so when you eat, you're not getting all of that nutrients, then you're then your blood sugar is dropping because it's stealing stuff from you. And then you also not are not absorbing nutrients you need because you can't break it down potentially. And now you're doing that better. So you're getting all the nutrients you're actually feeding yourself. Imagine that. <laughs> all right, let me see. Um, chemical sensitivities have gone down for you. Tell me about that. Um, I feel like I, I used to be very sensitive to, you know, like if people wore perfume or cologne, it was very strong or going into a, a store that had a very strong smell or something like that. Um, I don't feel like I'm as, um, I, I'm not hit as hard with those as I used to be. Um, maybe like I can tolerate them a little bit better now. You don't uh, love but like, right, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not as I'm like immediate headache or immediate, you know, yeah. And that's good. It, it's basically saying your body has greater capacity of greater margin to handle different stuff. And that'll be the case also with food. So same level of like greater tolerance for food, things that shouldn't be harming you, but right now your body thinks is harming you and then yeah. same with perfumes and things. So, Okay. You said acne is reduced. Yes. Um, let's see. Intestinal gas is reduced. Yeah. Loss of appetite is reduced, which is good. That's very yeah. common with H. pylori. Nightmares are reduced. Yes, which is great. <laughs> because you're sleeping better. I know. It's amazing. <laughs> and uh, anything else? That's... Actually, the one thing you don't have a number here for, and I don't know if that was because it was a zero weight gain. Um, there's no number here. Is that a zero or? Um, I So I, I've lost weight since um, working with you. I've lost about 10 pounds. So I guess it, it has gotten better. Um, and I don't know why I didn't put anything initially. I think that's why I left it blank again. Oh, no, no. Um, initially it was a three. three out of oh, five. it was? Okay. Um, so yeah, it's gotten better. I would, I would definitely say it's like a one because I just feel so much better. And like I said at the beginning of our conversation, I don't feel like I, I have lost pounds, but I feel like I have lost puffiness, inflammation. You know, I just, my clothes fit better and um, I just don't feel as swollen as I was. Right. And actually when we got on the call before we started recording, we were just and I was enamored with you. You look different. Your face looks different. Your shoulders look different. Like you look like you have lost. And that's this, what can happen is we don't 
humans don't tend to carry too much weight on their face and neck unless mm -hmm. they're, you know, unless you pass a certain point in, in having weight on your body, but you know, in a, in a 10 to 30 pound, it kind of depends on the person. We don't carry too much weight on that face and neck, but that look of weight can be often be inflammation. Yeah. And so, and, and inflammation can actually also be water weight and things like that. So, yes. um, part of your 10 pounds might be more of that technical adipose tissue. And some of it might just be like that inflammation and the weight that it causes. Yeah. So huge. Huge <laughs> was that testimonial amazing or what? I am so excited that Desi decided to share some of her story with you today. What we didn't record is her follow-up plan and the unique course that we were going to have her take over the next few weeks and months. Because of her stubborn joint pain, we decided to do one more new pathogen test to look at is there anything else in the body we hadn't found yet and it's called an organic acid test it is a great way to get a deeper look into the body than what we'd already done and it's going to bring us great insight so we can intelligently help her move forward in her healing process the reason we do this is because we believe in finding the root cause of gut and the rest of the body health problems one thing that I shared in a webinar recently was a litmus test that you can do if you want to know, are you getting to the root cause of your symptoms? And that simply is whenever you change your diet, your exercise, or any part of your health, adding in a supplement or anything like that, are you getting results? If your body is not changing and you're not seeing improvement, that is all you need to know to say you're not getting at the root cause. Prior to working with me, Desi worked many, did tons of diet changes and trying to reduce acid from her diet. She had really bad acid reflux along with her upper abdominal pain, and none of that helped her health problems. Now we figured out a huge aspect of the root cause of her health problems, and she experienced changes in less than seven days. You can experience this too if you find the root cause of your health problems. If you are struggling in getting rid of your symptoms the way that you want to, please reach out to us and set up a 30-minute free consultation. We would love to chat with you about how working with us can help you get to the next level in your health. I truly believe that everybody has that next level in their health. I have that next level, my clients have that next level, and it is our job to help you get to that next level. Other ways that you can continue to invest in your health is by staying connected and listening to more of our episodes upcoming on the podcast. We have so much more coming down the line. Subscribe so that you never miss a beat. And if you thought of somebody while listening to this episode, I would ask you and invite you to take a screenshot of this episode and share it with that friend. I cannot think of how many times I tell someone I'm a gut health therapist that someone says, oh, I know somebody who needs you. Literally heard it twice this week. So leave that friend a love note to their gut and send them a screenshot of this episode. Other ways that you can stay in touch is by following us on Instagram at Better Belly Therapies. We love to connect with our listeners, hear what stuck out to you about this episode, hear what questions you have, and just in general connect with you and hear about how we can serve you and support you on your journey in health. 
And as we always end our episodes with our little encouragement to you, miracles are immediate, but healing takes time. And I will add that I believe that Desi saw her version of a miracle in that first one and two weeks that she started working with us. And yet she is still going through a healing process where she's going to continue to get better and better as she seeks for answers and just an easier, better way to do health. 